Whitaker, Greiner, Johnston. Three NASA scientists in training. Their goal, a month-long mission in space. Along with a number of other scientific research teams, these three have applied for a space shuttle mission. Ann Whitaker, physicist. Carolyn Greiner, materials engineer. Dr. Mary Johnston, metallurgical engineer. If NASA selects them from among the women who have applied to take part in the missions slated for the 1980s, they could become the first American women to fly in space. They would make the trip in the space shuttle, a new breed of reusable spacecraft now being developed. Unlike existing spacecraft, the space shuttle may be able to travel back and forth between Earth and space many times. In the hold of the shuttle will be a European-designed space lab, a self-contained module with regular laboratory equipment for scientific research. At NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama, the three scientists are presently conducting experiments related to the ones they hope to do in space. Well, we're almost finished with a 500 degree soak. Carolyn Greiner and Dr. Mary Johnston are working together to study the effects of gravity on the solidification of various materials. Their research shows the gravity-free environment of space produces striking differences. Materials that can be developed in space may be extremely unique. There may be no other way to get those particular materials or materials combinations. Before the space program, the influence of gravity on the formation of materials had never been studied. In the gravity-free environment of Space Lab, Johnston and Greiner could compare their experiments with earthbound research. Ann Whitaker's research is primarily in the area of lubrication and surface physics. The behavior of fluids is masked by the forces of gravity. Her research could determine how to lubricate spacecraft for the harsh conditions of a long-term mission, such as a trip to Mars. While the research requirements of these three NASA scientists could qualify them for a space mission, equally important is their highly specialized training. Just as a centrifuge helps the women to study the effects of gravity on a material, a centrifuge helps NASA to study the effects of gravity on women. The women are undergoing training that is as rigorous as the training for male space scientists. Each phase of their training increases their qualifications for a space mission. Pilot training enables them to better understand aerodynamic principles. In a mock-up of the space lab, the three scientists and a crew chief spent five days simulating a space mission. The women conducted their experiments while ground control monitored their activities. The mock-up allowed them to experience firsthand the close quarters and extended isolation they would have to endure in the real thing. A jet flying a zero-gravity arc creates actual weightlessness for short periods of time. 
One of the most important phases of their training takes place underwater in the neutral buoyancy simulator, a fish tank four stories high. Having completed courses in scuba diving, they undergo a program of underwater training designed to simulate extended periods of weightlessness. to maneuver about the mock-ups and perform various tasks without the benefit of gravity. Each of these NASA scientists feels that a space shuttle mission is well worth all the training, that their research would greatly benefit from experimentation in space. It's a fantastic laboratory in the sky. We've got things there that we have nowhere here on Earth. We've got an infinite amount of energy from the sun. We've got a vacuum environment that's extremely clean. And, of course, we have the zero gravity. But in addition to that, it's a fantastic frontier. It's one of the few that are left. If all the training and studying and testing pays off, Whitaker, Johnston, and Greiner will spin off into space sometime in the early 1980s. <laughs> 